Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at Ausbiz. It is November the 9th. It's a Tuesday. I'm David Scott, and I'm lucky enough to be joined again by my uh, co-anchor in the 11, Annette Beach. Annette, uh, how was the day? And it just feels a bit groundhoggy today because yet again, a cracking night overnight in the US. Although, as we've been complaining, we have to wait a while for the US close. But nevertheless, another great session in the US that fails to translate here. So we were just having a discussion with uh, Martin Crabb, the last interview of the day. And we're just postulating that uh, maybe we're a little bit pickier down here when it comes to our uh, company reports. Yeah, and we also don't have the, the big tech sector as well. I think that's one thing when you look at what's been driving the rally in the United States, like all of the, you know, the major indices, of course, are hitting record highs each and every day. For, uh, it seems that way for the time being. But a lot of it has been driven by those tech giants. So that is an area that our market, of course, we do have some tech names that are trying to go and fill the void and become to that uh, gigantic size but it's going to be a long time between drinks, you would imagine. Look, one of the conversations that we have on the program consistently over the past uh, six months or so, no, we, first of all, to start off, no, is uh, inflation transitory or not? Oh, yeah. We, we, um, <laughs> we, we smugly say that we're, of course, in the book where it's like, well, it's not going to be as transitory as the markets expect. Now it's all coming to roost with the equity market. It's taken months, though. Let's face it. It's taken months to get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the initial transitory was sort of the chip shortage that just morphed into chip shortage, freight shortage, supply shortage. Uh, lumber shortage I mean you name it you can't get your hands on it and so yes that that transitory is really stretching credibility now yeah we had a good chat with uh, Dermot Ryan from AMP Capital about how to pick an inflation winner out there and named a few names that he likes at the moment uh, with the reopening trade in particular uh, also went uh, unusually that the banks of course on a day that NAB released its full year results mm-hmm. and a uh, bit of an iffy uh, no performance from the other share price today in response but uh, he's uh, underweight uh, there at the AMP when it comes to the banking system and you know, talking more so and more glowingly about the other uh, smaller rivals that are nipping at their heels, a very competitive space at this uh, point in time. Uh, we had another good chat as well with David Lane from Ord Minette. Uh, always enjoy having a chat with what's going on. Now here we had a bit of a look at what's going on in the consumer staple space, the, the supermarkets, you know, COVID winners yeah. coming out of it. Now we're all eating out and uh, no, the pressure is on where we're talking about food inflation. We're talking about you no know, other business units. Uh, so we had a good chat with him. Yeah, we certainly went round the grounds. I mean, his initial premise was what's fair value uh, compared with the current stock price. So the the mathematical answer was that Coles was fully priced and there was still some upside left for Woolies and Metcash. But yes, it did turn into a deeper argument uh, just in terms of food price inflation 
do they have pricing pressure? Well, it's like, well, it's a high hurdle to entry, right? So it's a bit of a monopsony to use an old economist term. There's only a handful of grocery providers. And he also said there's also a structural shift because there's more people working from home. So that just keeps that grocery demand going for longer. So don't write off the consumer staples was uh, basically the odds view. Monopsony, that's uh, that's a very Dusting that one off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, <laughs> the, the, the firm is the, uh, is the lifeblood to the town. No, so to speak. Uh, interesting uh, interesting space. Uh, let's have a chat about what's going on when it comes to uh, Elon Musk. We can't go past talking about Elon. Can I and, go and, past? Yeah, well, no, no, you're not going to leave past the day. Now, of course, uh, we saw the reaction Tesla share price to news that you know, Elon is uh, potentially going to go and sell 10% stake uh, in the company that he owns uh, to go and meet a tax bill, apparently. Uh, put the Twitter and of course, the Twitter sphere went and voted uh, overwhelmingly to go and dump it. And we saw Tesla shares come off and then we also saw lithium miners yesterday and a bit today as well in some parts. Mm-hmm. Now, a bit of an iffy performance now. We are having a chat with uh, Heath Moss from HLM Investments. Now, how does he see the lithium space right now? Because every single person seems to be having this glowing assessment about you know, these endless rivers of gold that is going to be delivered by this uh, particular commodity given the EV evolution that's underway. And he goes, you know what, uh, maybe it's time to go and take profit and uh, recycle back into maybe something else like uh, a bit of uranium. Yeah, well, a bit of uranium. Well, speaking of which, uranium had its own pump and dump. I would say a couple of months ago where the big story was Sprots cornering the uranium market and a couple of our little micro caps absolutely danced on that news and then they lost momentum. But let's face it, all of these stocks, whether it's lithium, cobalt, copper, uh, it's there, nothing moves in a straight line. So it, like hydrogen, I think you'd have to argue. Everyone's piling into hydrogen, can't wait to buy hydrogen. Yes, they're longer-term thematics, but there's got to be bumps along the way. Another company that reported today was James Hardy Industries. Now, it has had a stellar 18 mm-hmm. months. Now, we know what's going on. We know why. Residential <laughs> building boom everywhere, pretty much in the developed world. But particularly, it's a uh, it's key market in the United States. Australia, of course, chipping in as well. But uh, one question I kept asking the guests today is that, no, we know that the near-term story looks like absolute peach. You want to be invested. But then longer term, which is, of course, what investing is about, it's mm-hmm. like, no, what goes beyond, say, like FY23, when you've had all this demand that's been brought forward? No, do you want to go and no, continue to believe that it's going to be a secular story or we're going to see a big air pocket and maybe you know, a bit of an unwind of that optimism? And you know, it was a bit of a mixed performance today, but you know, what was your takeaway from that James Hardy result? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, just quickly putting the Aussie macro hat on, we know, for example, that building approvals have fallen for three months in a row. So that is just a way of saying that pull forward from home builder, which was on top of fiscal stimulus on top of monetary stimulus, all the stimulus that's out there in the world at full spigot. Is this price for perfection? And that was the discussion that we were having. The US, of course, didn't quite have, like they certainly didn't have a home builder or anything like that. But you do have to wonder, are we priced for perfection in terms of that uh, pipeline of growth that's coming? Yeah, I don't discriminate against you know, any industry or any like you know, thematic, but uh, like I was saying back when we we're talking about you know, the uh, the peak of the pandemic period, everyone was like getting excited about the stay-at-home stonks uh, that were doing really well at the time. That you know, everyone's going to be sitting on the couch forever, no, no ordering stuff in. Of course, that hasn't really proven to be, uh, come to fruition. So it's another one of those stories where, you know, if you're doing the due diligence on James Hardy, mm-hmm. remember that you know, it is a cyclical business in the end. And so a lot will come down to what happens with house prices as well. We're talking about interest rate increases around the mm-hmm. world. So really interesting you know, time when it comes to that resi- building space. 
Coincidentally, stock of the day. James Hardy was a stock of the day. So uh, Koshy sat down today with Scott Phillips and the Motley Fool and Kevin Robertson from Team Invest to get their take as to what to do with James Hardy. These are great numbers, really, really strong numbers. The reported profit up about 200%, but the adjusted profit up about 30%, which is more reasonable. Sales up 23%. And as you say, a booming market, not only in the US, by the way, but really strong results here at home and in other parts of the global empire as well. But if you're paying 38 or 30 times for a for a, a building materials company, you've either got to believe that growth continues for a very long time or the high level of sales and profit can continue at very least. You kind of want to take your money and run to yep. some degree, not in a desperate hurry, but you know, if the price is going to go down, if there's better ideas elsewhere, again, tax is always important. If you've got a massive tax bill to pay, maybe it changes the decision. But yep. I can't see it beating the market from here. If you're not going to beat the market, then find something that will or, or buy the market itself yep. rather than hold something that I expect from here will actually lag the market. As a business, it is, as Scott says, cyclical. Um, it's not one that we look at uh, at the moment. We're not, uh, our methods tend to favour businesses that are smoother in their profits and uh, are not so cyclical. Yeah, the returns are not great. As Scott says, the PE is very high for a building services uh, uh, business. Um, the debt to equity for us is too high at about 87% as well. Um, so it's not one that we would look at. There we have it. Out of the portfolio, selling out right near the highest James Hardy Industries is out of the Ausbiz portfolio. And that's yeah, what it's all about. You know, no, we're, we're going to go and try and time the market. But I know it's certainly a better exit point than I know, say, maybe you know, $20 ago. And so, uh, yeah, we'll go and take it. Just quietly. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the next couple of days. The uh, the macro headlines start to go and dominate. Uh, no, come a Wednesday, we have a bag full of inflation readings. Of course, number one uh, stop will be in the United States. Before that, though, we have a little one in China. Oh, just a little bit in China. Now we all know that PPI in China is a commodity price index, so we'll be keeping a BDI on that. And of course, then the yawning gap to the CPI, which is of course a retail price index and the gap between the two has certainly got tongues wagging in fundy world and then yes the u.s transitory inflation continues everyone is looking for the core measure to be around about 0.4 in the month so let's see what happens with that tomorrow what do we make about uh, what's what's the angle about today give us a bit of a taste before uh, oh my i guess we're feeling a bit frustrated here it's a, it's a bit of a uh, get on with it uh, discussion just because like as we know last week was an absolute mess when it came to trading at short end rates the uh, because the Fed held back on tightening so did the RBA so did the Bank of England so it just feels like everyone's sitting around waiting for the Fed which would be a different discussion except all of this policy is for an emergency that is firmly in the rearview mirror the emergency is not here get on with it start tightening Yes, uh, I agree wholeheartedly, but uh, yeah, we'll see what they do. And you'll be pleased to know there's about a bag full of, uh, <laughs> of uh, central banks, including Jerome Powell, over the next 24 hours. So Jerome can go and add to the, uh, the conversation the about the three days on. But uh, yeah, that uh, US CPI release will be pretty key. Tomorrow, we've got uh, the Melbourne Institute Westpac Consumer Sentiment Survey. Really interesting thing we've got, I haven't really talked a lot about is the, uh, the housing market. We had a chat with Louis Christopher from SQM Research uh, towards the end of the, uh, the day today and uh, asked like what's going on because I've got a theory I've read and wrote about earlier this week or late mm. last week sorry about um, potentially just the talk of uh, no interest rate increases might be enough to go and take the gusto out of the housing market mm. and he said that i uh, know we've seen a massive uplift 
in auctions taking place. Now, that's going to be considered one way of being like really bullish, but it could also mean that a lot of people are looking to go and sell their market. And, of course, we tend to prefer here in Australia auctions when market conditions are very hot. buoyant. Yep. Last week, the, uh, the clearance rate in Sydney and Melbourne wasn't that crash hot, and that was only the preliminary one. So I just wonder whether we're getting a turn in the cycle because we've seen such a mammoth run for prices. It's, it's been crazy, and as uh, anyone who comes near me knows that you know our entire suburb has been door-knocked because people are looking, sorry, real estate agents are representing people looking for homes. So it's an opportunistic time to sell, a bit like James Hardy. I mean, is is no one likes to try to pick peaks and troughs when it comes to housing because to me, shelter is still the number one priority. But geez, if you can lock in some of these gains, I don't blame people for doing so. Yeah, let's see what the, uh, the survey respondents have to say when it comes to, you know, is now a good time to go and buy a house? And mm. uh, you know, I'm sure that will probably be pretty uh, inspiring as to what may lie ahead. <laughs> I dare say there's probably going to be a resounding no, but we'll wait till the uh, survey comes at, at 10.30. Well, it's going to be another busy day here at Ausbiz and around the other uh, region, so we're going to cool our heels and we'll, uh, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow yep. morning. Rest up, 8.30, be there. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.